love with fitness. And so I became certified in 2001 after losing all the weight and really rehabbing my back and being able to do things that doctors said I was never going to be able to do like squats and deadlifts. And, uh, from there it just blossomed and wow. I had an opportunity. I don't know. I think I was on somebody's mailing list because I was a brand new personal trainer, like open up your own personal <laughs> training facility. I'm like, yeah, let's go. Let's do this. All right. right. Welcome in to vision pros live with Jackson Callum. I'm your show host. We will be doing interviews for visionary entrepreneurs and guest leaders who are building fantastic visions out there. What's up, Vision Pros, and welcome to another episode of Vision Pros Live. I'm your host, Jackson Callum, founder and CEO of First Class Business. I am super excited to have the Sean Murphy in the house, theseanmurphy.com. We'll tag that URL, my friend. We'll bring Sean on in just a minute. Uh, a shout out to our sponsors. We got Icon Maker Live coming up this coming week. I'm super excited about this. Cheryl and Tom have put together an extraordinary lineup of amazing teachers, and it's all about podcast launch and not just become profitable. They're going to be all about seven figure and eight figure uh, practices in podcasting. So we're talking about people who really, really want to get after it big. Um, so I can make a live and go check that out. Oh, cool. Jaime's got that, that pulling up. So now my fingers don't point where I was going for it. There it is. All right. So anyway, um, I can make her live. Go ahead and show that while I talk through Cap Show for a minute. Um, that way people can just get an idea visually of what's going to take place at that event over the uh, four-day process. If you're a VIP, you have an extra day included in that. And they're even doing some bonus event uh, workshops after the event. Um, so very cool how they're going to spread that out and make sure that the network effect blossoms. It doesn't just you know stick at, the, stick at the time of the event and then die right after. You've probably all experienced that with events where you get excited and then you just don't hang on. You don't get out of it. Everything that you wanted to and the relationships that you thought were going to be friends for life don't end up being friends for life. They end up being friends for the event or until the next one. Uh, we can do better than that, my friends. So Cap Show, speaking of creating new relationships and starting fresh, one of the things that is the bane of existence for most online professionals is the need to constantly build content. And they say that content is king. It's not. Uh, content, great content is king. It's still very important. You've got to provide some serious value. So the cool thing is, if you're a podcaster who talks about important subjects, you're an expert in your field, you know what you're doing, or you've created video content, or you've created audio content, another format, whatever format you you created in that can be uploaded, upload it into capshow.com. And it will then take that content and allow you to create blog posts, LinkedIn articles, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn messages. Uh, it's amazing how many different forms of content that you can then create with a click of a button. Why? Because it's taking your episode, your voice and whoever you've hosted, and it's taking the segments out of that that are powerful and important and writing your copy for you. It's absolutely brilliant and genius. And it also takes sound bites out of it too. And it does quotables so that you can get great quotes out of your content. It's saving hundreds of hours for so many companies. I don't produce our show, by the way. Jaime takes care of that. Valentina helps with it. Cynthia, there's a couple people involved in the process. Act too. I don't want to leave anybody out. Sebastian, thank you. All, there's a lot of people that go through the process of making sure that our content's ready to go. And a big part of it is their ability to go into Cap Show and extract information quickly that can be very easy for me to pre-approve or review 
in the case that I want to also dive in and make sure that we we ensure that that message is 100% on point with my voice. So I come maker and cap show. And lastly, but definitely not least, we would love to see you contribute to the water project. Give back to people in need, people who don't even have a drink of water. Um, I'm not one of those people who says like, hey, you know, don't give to the people on the corner because you could do so much more elsewhere. I would say go ahead and do both, right? Well, especially if you live in America. Uh, we have a lot of access to a lot of great things. It's not hard. Uh, to pull out your digital wallet and give a dollar to one of these communities. And what's really cool is then the water project turns around and keeps you up to date with where your dollar went to and what's happened to that community. And you get to see the smiles in these people's faces and you know that, oh, wow, that's not a stock photo. That's an actual community that I got to help and assist with. It's absolutely amazing. So um, I would love to see more people sign up, contribute to that. If you have a charity, by the way, or a cause that you're like, Jackson, this cause would be way better to promote. Do us all a favor and just drop the link. Just let us know. We'll promote your cause too. We're not trying to like hoard it for one or the other. This is just the entity of my choice. So I would love to see what else we can do out there in the world. We've got 8 billion people on this earth to help. That's a lot of people and we do it better together in my opinion. So with that said, Coach Sean Murphy, super happy to have you here. Excited to get to know your story. Welcome to the show. We're happy to have you as a Vision Pro on Vision Pro's Live. Dude, I am so grateful and uh, humbled to be here. This is an honor. I really do appreciate it, Jackson. Well, man, I'm I'm excited. It's it's our honor as well. So we'll go on and honor back and forth for a while. Um, okay. Just kidding. Uh, we're going to dive right into the first question. So the biggest question I have for you, Sean, is who should be listening to this show? Why should they listen to you? And what are they going to get out of our discussion today? Yeah, there's, there's so much to cover with that, but um, let me just keep it to my passion. And um, who should be listening to me is anybody who's feeling a little maybe distraught right now. Maybe they're feeling a little lost in the wilderness. Um, business is hard, right? And I know that your uh, show caters a lot to the entrepreneur. And sometimes we could just feel all alone. Like my personal story, I was surrounded by clients. I was surrounded by loved ones. I was surrounded by you know, coaches and, um, you know, a, a, a gym full of people, but I never felt more alone. And uh, that was just because of the internal stories that were going on. And, you know, your close friends, your family, your peers, they can't relate to an entrepreneur, right? Like they don't, they don't get it. They don't have the same mindset. So they don't have, you know, you can't really share your struggles with them. You And in the same breath, you can't even share your victories with them because they just don't get it. And so I always felt very alone for a very long time. And when the hard times hit, I had nowhere to turn. And so I was turning to like alcohol and things of that nature. So, mm -hmm. um, and it led me down, down a very dark road. So with that said, I went through this almost a decade of living damaged, defeated, and depressed. And so if there's somebody here today that's feeling that struggle, I would invite you to tune in because you do not have to live damaged, defeated, and depressed. There is a road out, and I want—I would be honored to share that with you today. Dude, that's awesome. Um, it's deep, and it's very important, especially for, uh, you know, well, those individuals directly. And, you know, if you're newer to the entrepreneur path and journey, um, there is a period of isolation, a, a phase and a path of isolation that I don't think it can be avoided. Um, it, it can be confusing. You can have people who join you on that. There's mentors who will help cheer you along and help you go through it. But at the same time, the amount of life changes that you have to make in the process um, is something that, you know, most gurus don't want to market um, because it's not sellable. 
um, you know, in that regard. But it is not an easy path to become an entrepreneur. That's right. That, dude, no, so. no, and I'm glad that you brought that up because, you know, there's a lot of glam behind um, entrepreneurship today. Like it's the buzzword, start your side hustle, you know, get into the online space. You can do this, you can do that, which I think everybody should. Like yeah. I think if you're struggling with your finances, you should definitely be starting a side hustle, but don't think it's a get rich quick scheme overnight or anything like that. Like um, yeah. in, in order to have, like sure. there's, there's certain steps that we have to go through, right? But there's a lot of great mentors out there. You don't have yeah. to do it alone. And um, as hard as it, as hard as it might be, it's fulfilling and very rewarding. So it's it very is. much worth it. Uh, I don't it know what the trials and tribulations you have to go through. You know, and and uh, to some of you younger entrepreneurs, um, you know, I'm 35 now, but I started as an entrepreneur, um, you know, when I was 21. Uh, and I'd already done lots of entrepreneurial things, including my mission, um, right, which is extremely entrepreneurial. Um, pretty much my whole life, I've been going through it. So I've, I did have a little bit of a culture of understanding of what it was like. And at the same time, when I made the leap to actually being an entrepreneur, um, you know, my my friendships uh, that weren't entrepreneurs didn't really keep up, you know, didn't didn't really uh, reach out. Um, and I stopped reaching out because I had things to do, but I also had new relationships develop. And so it was kind of a natural process for me in my 20s because that's what you do when you go to college, um, you know, and when you, when you do those things. Well, the same thing is true with entrepreneurship, but I can definitely see what you've exposed my mind, Sean, to that reality that, whoa, you know, like when you're 30 or 40 and doing that, um, you know, and, and even if, again, like I said, those who are right there, you're giving them insight into seeing those um, those obstacles that are heading their way and and now Again, you can navigate it e easier with with a team of mentors, and I would say a team of mentors. So, let's talk about this. What is your vision, Sean, for those that you serve? In thirty seconds. Yeah. So, for those who I serve, it's really helping people. It's really helping the entrepreneur navigate their businesses through biblical truth and wisdom, because that's really what got me out of the dark places. That's when I just started seeing it's. I came from a place of a selfish heart, and now I come from a servant heart, and that was the game changer for everything. So, um, yeah, that's who, I, that's who I'd be here to serve for sure. I love that. So some people would say manipulating scripture in order to gain a profitable outcome. Um, but that would be the misheard version of what you just said. So let's what? dive a little bit deeper into demystifying, uh, biblical lessons. And I, I'm going to include right up front lessons from any religious books and elements of truth that exist in the world, elements of truth, not speculated truth, elements of truth. If you're doing that, then the goal is to utilize that in order to carve out a, a path of success with more certainty based on principles. Um, so how do you how do you um, how do you deal with that scenario or equation when people feel a little uncomfortable about tying business and religion together or you business know. and spirituality? No, it's it's funny. Um, there's really two sides of the spectrum, right? Like there's the there's the prosperity gospel, right? And that's kind of the Joel Olsteins of the world. And then you have the 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 really the um the poverty gospel where it's like, you know, um you can't be rich and righteous. And unfortunately, right. both sides of the spectrum have it all wrong. Um, I firmly believe that the Bible is the greatest uh, business book that was ever written. And uh it starts with the book of Genesis where it straight up tells us uh, 
well, it sounds, well, I'll just read it to you <laughs> because Fair. I hate doing it from memory. Um, but it's right in Genesis chapter one. And uh, God said to them in, in verse 28, be fruitful and increase the number, fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish and the sea and the birds and the air and everything and every living creature that moves on the ground. So he commanded us to to be. He commanded us to, hey, you are going to be fruitful and increase the number. And I'm going to give you an assignment, which is going to be to rule, have dominion mm -hmm. over the earth. And that is exactly what our instructions are. We are here to uh, we're here to serve our God. And in doing so, we have an assignment to fulfill. And personally, I feel that my assignment is to serve others. And so I'll do it at the highest capacity possible. So let's explore some of those synonyms for those uh, old school words you utilized. So you said be fruitful. What's another word for fruitful? Well, another word for fruitful is multiple or um, just, yeah, it's, it's barren fruit. It's well, I don't bare know fruit, you're... right? To be productive, um, you know, to, to multiply, um, right? As well. But there's lots of ways to look at that. And I appreciate that, you know, you and in, you include how we provide, um, you know, for ourselves. And that's where that dominion part, you know, kind of comes into play too. A lot of people associate dominion with dominate, um, but there are other ways of looking at it, like presiding, which means to be an example, Absolutely. right? And so when we, when we deface the scary reality of modern vernacular or modern words and start to look at how do these things, how do these words exist in harmony um, you know, for, for our, our well-being and our good cheer, then it can be a pretty phenomenal process. So I'm curious too, in 15 seconds, what's your vision personally? Mm. You know, it, 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 it's to hear the words, well done, good and faithful servant. Mm. And that's really wow. it. That's it. That's really deep. You can mic drop on that. I'm <laughs> cool with that. I know what that means. Um, so for those of you who are looking out for, for what that means, um, you know, that's, uh, that is who I'm going to define this somewhat for you, Sean. Um, and I'd love for you to correct me or add to it. But I would say that's his God, you know, his father in heaven who loves him saying at the end, you did awesome. Like you, you did exactly what you know, you, you made it. Um, and there's more there's more goodness ahead because of that. You, that nailed, it. you nailed it. 100 percent. Yes, sir. That's powerful. Um, I definitely hope to have the, uh, the same experience. Um, so let's dive into business a bit further, um, and, and deep into the darkness of business. So what is your worst business experience ever, Sean? Well, that's hard hitting because there's been several, but I would say that it was losing my first gym. And that was because the economy hit of 2008, it was a personal training facility and I lost everything. Um, I lost, I mean, I lost everything. I lost my apartment. I went through a divorce. Um, no money, no credit, no anything. Mm -hmm. Now, it, even though it was dire straits and I just, um, it was a really rough time in my life. Um, it was also the best thing that happened to me because I was able to bootstrap myself and, uh, with a boot camp and starting all over with no money, no credit, uh, just being resourceful because I didn't have any resources. And uh, I hired a mentor, I hired a coach who's a, he's a, dynamo in the fitness industry today alex ramosi um so he was my second coach oh but, cool okay yes. go back so, to the first alex ramosi <laughs> was my second coach but at guess. this time this was back in 2010 alex wasn't really alex was starting his own gyms probably around the same time i was at this point i'm gonna say so he, he's still he 
Yeah, he wasn't. He still had the backpack on in high school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yes. Uh, but Bedros Koulian, I'll give a shout out to him. Uh, Bedros, oh, was that who? Uh, it was Bedros Koulian uh, with okay. Fit Body Bootcamp. So you can look up Fit Body Bootcamp and you'll come across some of his material. Um, but he was, it was in a franchise because I was done with a franchise, but it was a license agreement. Hey, we'll, we'll teach you how to start a boot camp. That's where the model is going. So I said, okay, nice. let's go. Here's my last, I don't know, 1500 bucks or whatever it was at the time. And, um, just went all in and, uh, yeah, that, you know, that worst, that worst time of my life ended up being the best thing for me. However, I, what brought me down kind of to depression road was I never let go of that experience. Um, because I lost that first gym, I was in a place of, I have to outwork them all. I have to put my head down and do work. I have to chase this success. I will never let this happen again. And so my complete shift for business turned from serving people to serving myself. That's really when the shift happened because now it was about, I have to protect mine. I have to get mine. I have to store mine. Like it's all about me and I'll never, I'll never go through these dire straits again. And so I, I still love the fitness industry. I still love serving the clients. I still love my job. I still love that, you know, had a compassion for them, but every time things got hard, I would just, it would, it would just take a little part of me again. And it would just eat me and it would just take another part of me. And at that time, it was all on me. And, um, you know, I wasn't walking in faith at this part. I was not worshiping God at this point. I was not putting God first in any part of my life. I was putting alcohol first. I was putting partying first. I was putting, you know, all the uh, addictions that were numbing my pain in, in, in the way. So it would be like, I work hard during the week and it'd be like weekend benders, right? And just kind of, I don't know, <laughs> just kind of grinding through the next week. But um, so I was really in this struggling place. So like I was getting ahead and then just kind of slipping back a little bit. And mm-hmm. I didn't realize it at the time. But when I was looking back, I was like, well, I was really self-serving. Like I was, you know, the high, the high highs were the highs, man. I mean, I was living on top of the world and I would celebrate the successes, but it was all about me. Look at what I'm doing. Look at, look at the success. Look what I'm doing over here. Look what I'm doing over there. And uh, whenever, th- when things started, when things would hit and, uh, you know, I, I would be getting uh, backed up against the wall. Well, and everybody would be looking at me. Well, I had nowhere to run. I had nowhere to turn because I had made my business all about me. I had made my success all about me. So when times got tough, you know, everybody's looking for me for the answers. And when I didn't have an answer, well, now I'm letting people down. And now I'm, I'm feeling that imposter syndrome, right? And now I'm feeling all the just like my world was just closing in and had a uh, chokehold on me, if you will. And so that's when the vices were just kicking even harder. Um, just, I'm going to just escape this. And, um, but it was, two, it was, so that road continued, man, from 2010 all the way to 2017, uh, January, 2017. I just looked in the mirror and I said, am I really going to do another year like this? And I made the decision. No. And that's when I tried to end it all. And, um, uh, fortunately I was not successful. I ended up in handcuffs that night and, uh, it was a Friday night and, uh, the arresting officer told me, he said, um, well, you have two choices. You can check yourself into the hospital or we could take you to jail. You'll face the judge on Monday and he's going to send you to the hospital anyway. So what is it going to be? And dude, I had such an ego back then. I was like, well, just take me to the hospital, man. I'm good. Like I had not even 
connected the fact that I just tried to take my life. And here I was just pumped up, full of pride, full of ego, all that stuff all over again. Just the, the, the exact same mm-hmm. person that I've been living for oh, darn near a decade now. And so he takes me there and, you know, I get checked into the hospital. And of course, they're getting me sober because I was drunk that night. And they're, you know, they're sobering me up. They're putting all the IVs and all that stuff in me. And then Monday morning rolls around. And that was my first time in front of a, a therapist. And I'm like, hey, like, can I go now? Like, I'm just telling them, hey, I got to get back to work, you know, this and that. And they're like, no, you need a timeout. Right. And I didn't know it at the time, Jackson, because I've never been in a hospital for a situation like this, but they knew what they were doing. Right. And so they are forcing me to take a timeout. Like they were forcing me to rest. And I kid you not. So I have, I don't even know if I have it in here. Um, I have a notebook that I had in the hospital. I usually keep it here in my drawer, but I wrote down this verse in a notebook. They gave me a, they gave me a notebook and they gave me a pencil and I wrote down the verse Come to me, all who are weary, and I will give you rest. And this, okay. Um, and I didn't know that I didn't know where that came from. I didn't under I didn't know where the, I knew that was a Bible scripture. That's all I knew. I couldn't reference it to you. I couldn't tell you who. I couldn't tell you who said it. Okay. Je- these are the words that Jesus Christ said. But I wrote that verse down, mm-hmm. and so now I'm just kind of replaying that verse over and over and over in my head. And it, and it's, things weren't really clicking in the hospital. Like I was just trying to, I was just trying to get out of there. Right. I'm just trying to get out, like help me to get out of here by Friday was my whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I did, uh, they, you know, they, I spent a week in there. Um, they ena- enabled me to rest, enabled me to decompress, enabled me to take a lot of stress off. I had, a, I had a, some amazing coaches in the gym that were running the gym while I was out um, and I only confided in one of them, you know, what was actually going on. And he was a strong man of God. And so he was praying over me. And of course, when I get out of the hospital, he's going to need um, certain scripture books and this and that. And uh, that's really when my journey just back towards health began. And I'm talking about mental health. And yeah. it was. And so I had this scripture written down, but I'm not I'm not back in my Bible yet. Like it took another two years two, three years for me to get back into the Bible. Um, but so I was doing all the spiritual enlightenment stuff. I was doing all the coaching. I was doing all the, mm. the affirmations and the reframing of the mind. And like, I guess the Tony Robbins workshops, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Right? Cause I got to find, I got to find my purpose. I got to find my drive again. I got to find me again. Is what I kept telling myself. I got to find me. I got to find me. I got to find my purpose. I got to find my happiness. I got to find my right. joy. Right. And me, me, me. I me, hear me, it. Me. And it's still just me, 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 right? And we don't, get that. we don't get that. But, you know, I would get this close, right, Jackson? I would get this close. And then something would happen in my life. And I would just be like, why am I struggling? I'm yelling. I'm cussing. I'm, you know, cursing out God. And why, why would you put me in this position and this and that? Well, I hired a business coach. This was after Alex. So Alex fits in in like around 2018, 2019. So fast forward to like um, 2020. Nice. I got to ask. Good experience. Yes. With Alex. Yeah. He broke my gym. So that's a fun story. Let's, let's dive into that. One. <laughs> we can't, we can't, we can't you over that. <laughs> so, um, you know, I had this downturn in 2017 because of the hospital and I'm trying to, you know, get myself back together. I'm like, okay, I'm trying to, you know, I'm focusing so much on me. Like I'm letting business kind of slip. Right. 
And so I'm like, okay, we got to do something. We got to get business back up. Like we're losing numbers. We're, we're, we're losing money, that kind of thing. Like we're bleeding out. And so Alex launches gym launch. And so I'm like, okay, like, let's go. Like he's making all these big promises. Let's do it. So I hired Alex and dude, he delivered and he delivered Ooh. big. Okay. Now the problem with <laughs> Alex and, and uh, the way that he delivered was he broke my gym. Uh, we didn't have the structure. We didn't have the structure and systems in place to handle all the new clients that were coming in. Uh-huh. And so we have this, <laughs> we have this influx of new people coming in and I'm trying to keep up with text messages, phone calls, you know, don't need the emails like the whole yeah. night. Right. And meanwhile, my, my current clients are getting pissed off because they're like, what is going on here? Like, what are all these new members are? Why did they get this special deal? And you know, yada, yada, yada. So I'm making my current clients mad. Um, the ones who are falling through the cracks, cause I'm not keeping up with the messages, you know, they're getting mad at me. Yep. Um, I'm getting called scam artists and things like that as well. So I'm getting bad reviews yeah. on like Google and Facebook and things like that. And I'm just like, Whoa, like, okay. Like, okay, Alex, your systems work or, you know, you've got me all the new leads, but we right. just, we weren't ready for it. And one of my coaches, by the way, just walked off the floor. They're like, I can't do this and just quit, you yep. know, on that same day. So I'm just like, what in the world? Like, you know, you, you feel kind of like you're damn. We get that. You don't <laughs> so. I get that. When we were, when I was at video power marketing, we, um, that was one of Jake's biggest worries. Um, when I got there was making sure that the clients who came in were scalable. Um, and he did a good job of bringing on, he did an excellent job of bringing on great clients. I mean, he had clients like Vivint and, Nordic track. So there wasn't really much wow. of a chance that they wouldn't be Yahoo was working with him. Corel yeah. draw, which competes with Adobe. So like he had some great clients, but I started taking these uh, strategy session calls with him and then for him, because I had the business acumen to know, like, is this going to be a great case study or not? Are these people ready? And so I'd come in and refine them. And I remember telling Dr. Eric Berg, for instance, like, you know, I, I had to have, I'll shorten the conversation this is about you, but his site was awful. It was terrible. Like, and I had to tell him and I was worried I was going to get fired, but mm-hmm. here I, I come in and I tell him and he takes it like a humble champ. And he's like, I'll fix all that. Three days later, he comes back with everything fixed and that, that we saw. He nice. still had more to do as a business sure. owner, but we, we knew the ads were going to fall flat mm-hmm. if he didn't fix that portion of the infrastructure. But what continued to worry me about all the clients was, are they building the fulfillment infrastructure and operational infrastructure to sustain all the leads you're bringing as well? Because if they're not, we are breaking the gym, um, as as you said. So um, that's really that's really neat, though, that it worked that well, and at it, least got you to open your eyes that okay, there's more to this business thing than just attracting valuable attention. So oh, 100 percent. And this is a, you know, software today is so much better than what it was you know back then, just a couple of years ago, right? So True. I mean, we're you know, we're duct taping all these like the click funnels to Zapier <laughs> to you know the spreadsheets, yeah, and, the you know, all that stuff, is. right? Like everything is under one roof now with some of these software programs. Right. So, True. You know, so yeah, it was just like you know, was, if something went down, then your whole your whole pipeline broke and things like that. So it was just a oh. mess. <laughs> it, really was. it was. But, you know, um, it, it, none of it was Alex's fault or his team's fault. Like they delivered and they delivered. Right. Big. And um, if anybody That's wants cool. to wants a testimonial for them, I say, if you are Jim, you're thinking of Jim launch, do it. Just go. Just Don't even it. Think about it, right. Thanks. So they know their stuff. They know what they're doing. Uh, but yeah, so I went through this period now where we're just ultra successful I'm, and I'm feeling much better. You know, I'm feeling healthier. I'm feeling mentally inclined and things like that because I've been working on myself. But there was still just a missing piece. Like I still wasn't feeling fulfilled. 
which was really mm. interesting, right? Like I have all the successes so far. The outside looking in, like people are like, "Well, you've got it all together, right? Like you got a successful gym, you're looking good, like you're you're much happier now, this and that." But I, but something was still in my heart where it's just like, no, something's still missing, and I don't get it. So I hired a coach. And well, that's is- where I'm gonna I'm gonna shift you real quick um, for the sake of the for the sake of the structure a little bit, but sure. you're right into your segment, which is what powerful lesson. Mm. And other visionaries learn from your experience. And, and let's just go right into the story because I can tell you got a yeah. coach that gave you some powerful lesson that helped open your perspective and mind to what, where you need to go. So let's this hear. Is, yeah, this was the powerful lesson I learned. And so this coach, and he didn't even know, I, I don't think he knew what he was really asking me when he asked me it uh, or how much of an impact it was going to have on my life when he asked it. But he said, do you really think that God wants what's best for you? And I gave him just the most generic biblical answer. Of course, God wants what's best for me. He's all loving. He's all powerful. You know, he's a God of blessings. He's a God of abundance. He's a God of mercy. Of course, he wants what's best for me. And, you know, so he's like, okay, great. Like, let's, you know, we'll, we'll continue focusing on, you know, work in your business and things of that nature, like going down that path, right? Like just, he was trying to work on my mindset and my faith that, you know, God wants what's best for me. So I'm on the right road. Right. Mm-hmm. And, but I still continue to struggle. I still continue to struggle with some various different things in my life, specifically to fulfillment. And I realized, so 2020 rolls around now, and now we're ordered to shut the gym down. And so I had this little sabbatical and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to open up my Bible and start reading it. And so that's what I did. Like 2020 was the blessing in disguise for me and my gym and my, like my whole, um, uh, my whole walk back to faith. But that one question was always in the back of my mind, like, what does God really want? What's best for me? And I'm looking for that in the Bible, by the way. I'm looking for that answer in the Bible. And then all of a sudden it hits me. It was like as loud as thunder in my head. It said, you're asking the wrong question. And I'm like, I'm asking the wrong question. What does that mean? And I was like, okay, what what is God's idea of what's best for me? See, all along I was chasing my idea of what I thought God's idea was, what was best for me. So finally I just stopped. I said, okay, God, you, I, I, okay. What is your idea of what's best for me? And when I started putting that in and I started reading scripture with that perspective, everything changed. Absolutely. Everything changed. And um, that's when I really started seeing all my sins of the past, all the, the anger that I was carrying, the, the attitude I was carrying, the pride that I was carrying, the ego that I was carrying, the selfishness I was carrying. I never realized I was carrying any of that weight before, even through all the other stuff. And I was like, whew, well, now my heart is being searched here. And so I started letting that stuff go. And my mantra at that time became let go, let God. Like, all right, I'm just going to start letting this stuff go. Like if it's if you're telling me to let this stuff go and um, you're going to fulfill on your promises, then I'm going to kind of challenge you on this. Right. And so that's what I started doing. And what I started reading the Bible for was just I wasn't really seeking answers, although I was. But I was real. I was seeking answers by looking for things to do and looking for things not to do. If the Bible said do this, I started doing it. If the Bible said stay away from that, then I started staying away from it. And let me tell you. Because I started making that shift and because I started reframing from the biblical standpoint of God, God doesn't break any promises like the God I serve is the same yesterday as he is today as he always will be. So when I talk about Bible 
business practices. Like a lot of Christians will claim they know Jesus Christ. They know this is son of God. You know, he died on a cross. Three days later, he came up and, and forgave us for our sins. Like they will buy into that story and they will claim that to be the absolute truth. However, when you see a Bible passage that says, you know, the, the, don't forget the Lord thy God who gives you the ability to produce wealth. But they think, oh, no, that's prosperity gospel. You can't quote that scripture, although it's written right there in Deuteronomy 818. Right. And so I'm like, no, if you're going to accept that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior is the truth, then you need to accept that every word written in this Bible, black and white and sometimes red, is the absolute truth. This is the truth. This is what's written. These are God's promises. And so I just started taking that as this is God's written word. If he says it so, then I'm going to <laughs> then I'm going to cling on to it. And it's changed everything for me. It's changed my perspective. It's changed my outlook. It has changed the way I do things. It's changed the way that I feel about myself and my calling. Um, no longer is it all about me anymore. It's all about who. It's all about who I am because of whose I am and my assignment to serve. Who are the people that I'm here to serve? And I don't know if you have another question, but I do have a, I'll share with you a very powerful story or a testimonial here in a second. Um, but I, I just want to kind of yeah. rest there. It's a good idea. Um, before you do, Sean, uh, you covered quite a lot of ground there. So one of the, you, you had a pinnacle experience that I'd love for you to repeat in just a few words. And that was a shift that you made in the way that you were praying. You mm. shifted from, the abilities from praying about what does he want you to do to what one more time? Yeah, it was more about instead of praying like, um, God, what is it? You know, um, does God want what's best for me? Well, what is your idea of what's best for me? That was the shift. So you're looking for his will. I was looking for his will. And there Absolutely. are two prayers in the Bible, by the way, there are two prayers that you can find these, you know, one is reference as, you know, the Lord's prayer, like a lot of people know, mm -hmm. Well, what does it say right there? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, right? It's yeah. right in there. And then King Solomon understood this as well. When he prayed, they said, you have given your servant, you know, a vast assignment, far too many people to, to rule over the kingdom. I don't know how to do this. So give your servant a discerning heart. Give them the yeah. wisdom to lead the kingdom. He didn't ask for wealth. He didn't ask for glory. He didn't ask for fame. He didn't ask for anything of himself. He didn't even ask for his enemies to be killed, even though they were in the middle of battles, right? But God you might look for an opportunity to do that. Um, to go into the <laughs> to go into the uh, the depths of that a little bit further. But first, we're going to go back to um, a question about your best experience in business, mm. um, and we'll we'll come back to this if we have time. Um, but I would love to know. What and, and the reason why, too, Sean, is because we're going to have a little bit of time, hopefully, just to have a little bit of uh, good, healthy Christian debate. Okay. Um, and sure. I think that will help everybody who's listening um, and the two of us as well as brothers. So what's what's your best experience been in business so far? There are so many. I would say um, it's today. My best business experience is right now. Today, um, God has given me so many blessings. Um, right now, it's not necessarily monetary blessings, but it's the impact. It's the people that he's brought me into my life. It's having opportunities like this to be on your show. Um, it, it's this. It's it, it's really. Hi, me, do me a favor. Pull up, pull up uh, Sean's YouTube channel um, again and just kind of let that feed while he's talking about this, because that represents today um, you know, and some of the things that are going 
going on there. And you've got uh, right now, let's take a look. Scroll up a little bit for me. Let's see that website there. Perfect. And you got a couple hundred subscribers on there already mm -hmm. as, as well. And you got a lot of great thumbnails, um, yes. which is you're studying the right things, you're doing the right things and moving that. So that, that momentum is going to continue to build as you continue to, to dedicate yourself to it. But go ahead, Sean. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just want to make sure that this might as well get reflected while we're talking. No, that's great. That's great. Thank you for pulling up the YouTube. I've just really started paying attention to YouTube um, really in the past month. Um, now, I've had the YouTube channel for a couple of years now, but uh, it was just kind of sure. like upload a video, put a thumbnail on it and let it do its thing. But now I've been more intentional behind it um, here recently. Cool. But uh, my main drive has been all on Facebook, uh, believe it or not. And so okay. um, with my Facebook profile, here's here's what happened. So in 2022, um, I just knew it was the last year doing the gym. I still wasn't fulfilled with the gym anymore. Like it, the gym was a gym. Right. And so I just we have one year left on the lease. I'm like, I'm pretty sure this is going to be my last year. So um, I just made a decision. This is going to be our last year. So December of last year, I decided to close the gym and I went all in on uh, Facebook and just sharing the word. And in December of last year, we, we shut the gym down. I go all in on Facebook. And at that time, I had 2000 followers. Now we're talking December of 2022. Today, we we're serving over 160,000 people on my Facebook wall. Wow. And, and we're doing live broadcast. We're doing the reels. We're doing, you know, all your different posts, right? Um, but it's just serving God. And the way that I'm serving God is by serving the people. And I, I did King Solomon's prayer. I was like, okay, God, um, we're shutting down the gym. And now it's time for me to serve you. So put the people in front of me that you would have me to serve and give me the, give me the wisdom, give me the courage, give me the guidance that you would have me go so that I can serve these, uh, these men and women that are going to be put into my life. And he did that. He gave me the platform and he did it almost overnight. I mean, in 28 days, we picked up almost, I don't know, half of that following, right? Maybe more. So interesting. it was, so it was 2022, 2023, 2000 to, uh, what I guess close to a hundred to 80,000, uh, mm -hmm. people, do you mind sharing a little bit about some of the, the strategies that you went through to do that? It was reels. I did. Reels. Um, I just started doing the reels, the short form content, right? The short form video. And I shot one video. It was five. This is a funny story. It was uh, five business or five, five business. I'm sorry. Five Bible verses to help you grow your business. That was the title of the video. And when I'm shooting it, I didn't know this, but I was getting sick with COVID. So my, my room is dark. I'm very low. I'm low tone. Like there's no energy behind the video whatsoever, whatever. I shoot the video, I put the phone down, you know, I'm like, okay, I did, you know, whatever. Well, the next day I'm literally sick. I'm sick with COVID and it's so bad. That I can't even open up my eyes. Like the glare from the phone is like blinding me and giving me a headache. Right. <laughs> So I'm like, oh my gosh. So here I am. I'm like, I'm having a pity party. I'm like, I just shut down my gym, like, and I got to do work. And I'm, you know, I'm trying to, you know, do do work and blah, 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 blah. Like I'm having this pity party. Little did I know that one video is going viral in the background. And in one day, it picked up 30,000 followers in one day. Jeez. And it's five Bible verses that, and all I did was pick five of my favorite scriptures and read them straight out of the Bible. That's all I did. There was no fancy, like, that's it. Okay. Wow. That's legit. 
And so that's why I tell people like one video could literally launch your business. Like it really can. Um, and yeah, so, uh, but, but anyway, uh, yeah, that's it. That's the video right there. So, well, that's, that's the, so that's not actually the right one because that is the re, um, I redid it. Um, I read that. Yeah. yeah, I reposted it. So it's further down my wall, but it's got like, I don't know, 10 today. It has 10 million views. The original has over Yay, 10 million views. Louise. So <laughs> that's what launched me. And then, so then it was just reconfirmation. I was like, okay, God, I got it. Like, this is what I'm here to do. Got it. I'm in, I'm all in now. And, um, that's what I was able to do. And so, um, just be, just, just again, come from that servant heart and just saying, okay, God, like, I'm going to submit to your will. I'm going to submit to your way. Um, have me, have me just serve the people to the highest capacity that you would have me serve them. Um, I'm all in. And that's what it's been about ever since December of last year. And because of it, I've had numerous opportunities to come into like other coaching programs and teach them how to create these reels. Cause now my reels are all flashy and has all the captions and the fun stuff. Right? Like we have a, a lot of fun with them. So I'm teaching other, you know, coaching programs, how they can do it. And, you know, I, I really enjoyed what you said, you know, earlier um, where you said, you know, great content is king, which absolutely it is, right? Like, you know, everybody will say content is king. No, you have to get your messaging right. You have to get your communication skills down. Yes. Like you got to be able to connect with your audience. And and one way of doing that is being authentic. Um, I think a lot of people try to copy other people. They're like something's <laughs> working for them. So I'm just going to copy them and I'll do the exact same thing. And then it doesn't work for them. And they can't figure out why it's because it's not your assignment. Um, we all have our own assignment. And as somebody that I've come to this realization is that I don't have competition. And the reason I don't have competition is because nobody can be me. There's only one me out there. It's right. like, like, I'm not your competition. You're not my competition. There is, there's only one Jackson. And so you were, you know, this is your assignment to have these podcasts to bring people like me on here. Right. This is your assignment. That's why you're so good at it. It's why you have a, such a success here. Right. And so, I think if we can just reshift our, our mindsets to that, that we don't really have, uh, we don't need to be in competition with one another, but rather if we enter collaboration with one another, now we're helping each other build. Now we're helping each other grow. Now we're supportive um, with one another because like we talked about earlier, right? Um, business is hard and you don't have to do it alone. So collaboration is yeah. just a way to go. So it's yeah. big. I agree with that. And it's, uh, you know, it's interesting. The, the person I compete with is myself, um, you know, and at the same time, a lot of people do that. And I would say in an unhealthy fashion, um, but it's about, it's just about being my best self each day. I learned that from watching LeBron James for years um, and it finally clicking as I'm running around the track um, and, and had this thought, you know, I was wanting to give up on the last lap because I was tired and I was, and nobody's there. It was the middle of the night. Um, and I, I realized I just goes into my head. What would LeBron James do? <laughs> and it was also me, what would Jesus do? <laughs> what would LeBron James do? And bam, I was like, he'd hit it. You know, he would break his own record, you know, and, and I, I hit it and I ran to the last lap. I ran an extra 25 yards after or so. And I was like, oh, that's what it feels like dude, to be LeBron. That's I mean, it, the moment. That's, dude, that's biblical. I mean, if you look at, if you, if, if, dude, if you look at the, the the great people in the Bible and the great stories, just talk about Joseph real quick, right? Like it took him 17 years to fulfill his dream and his brothers, you know, sold him to slavery and then he was thrown into prison, but then he became, you know, he became second to Pharaoh, yeah. right? But it took him 17 years to go through that. Well, why 
was he able to be put in a position? It was because of his character. It's because yeah. he knew who he was because of whose he was. And he just kept on leaning on God. And he was staying faithful the entire time. And he always was willing to become the savage servant no matter what position he was. And that's why he was put in charge of Potiphar's house. That's why he was put in charge of the prison, you know, and yeah. that's why he was put second in charge of Egypt is because he was will is because of his character and always just saying, okay, like, oh, all right, well, I'm in prison, but um, I'm going to make the best of my situation. Keep so. that screen up Jaime, real quick. Um, yeah. So we didn't have a lot of time to talk about, but of course, Sean Murphy is not going anywhere. He's going to be around for a long time and helping out. And he's got this free life foundation coming out. And so if what he has shared today resonates with you, and if this uh, biblical kick aligns with, with what you know, you're looking for in life and you align with those principles and how he's delivering them, then uh, as it says, demystifying biblical business wisdom to empower the modern God focused entrepreneur. Um, you know, there there's ways that, all aspects of life, in my opinion, do align. And it's not about you following my opinion. It's not about you following Sean's opinion. It's about discovering that for yourself. Amen. If you see the opportunity there, then, then do it. I will share one final scripture from my side, Romans 8, 28, um, which says, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. Um, and what that ultimately means is, yeah, everything I experienced, good, bad, or ugly, the storms I've been through, um, the, you know, the trials that I've had, the adversities that I've had, I know for myself that every single one of those is a blessing that I may not be able to recognize it, may not be able to appreciate it in the moment at the time, it may make me cry, may make me angry, may make me confused, but I do know that all those experiences are designed to help me become the best version of myself or others. And uh, ultimately, that's what I hear, Sean guiding people towards and those principles when you live a life based on principles visionaries it's going to be very hard for anything to come around and knock you off your feet and and derail you from your purpose so sean thanks for blessing us with that today for bringing your vision to the show and uh i guys you heard it reach out to him on facebook he's got some viral content on there you'll probably greatly enjoy and uh don't hesitate to reach out to him sean anything you'd like to say before we wrap up um, if I could just close out with uh, reading a little scripture, this would take like two mm -hmm. minutes. Is that good? Um, this will really help anybody out. If you're going through a hard time right now, this has come from James chapter one, starting with verse two. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may become, become mature and complete, not lacking anything. And so if you're going through a hard time, know that this is it, it, it's everything comes out for the better of, uh, for God's will and his purpose, just like you just said there, Jackson. But, um, you know, Ric Flair used to say to be the man, you got you got to beat the man. Right. Well, I say to be the man, you got to become the man. And this is way God ensures that you become the man to become the character to, to uh, bring the blessings upon. So well said. My friends, any of you that feel like some of this went over your head today, um, you know, or or it doesn't doesn't hit your heart the same way that it does Sean's or mine. My challenge to you is to think of it like learning a new a new language. Um, the more languages that you learn to communicate better with those around you, the more well-rounded and developed you will be to position yourself as a leader in this world to ultimately help others. That's what it's all about. So have a great weekend, uh, Vision Pros. Thanks for signing in today, and we will see you in the next show. Awesome. Thank you.
Thank you for being here today. I'm really happy that you tuned in to Vision Pros Live. I'm looking forward to seeing your reactions as these episodes continue to move forward. This is going to get more and more fun. We'll have more and more engagement as well. We'll invite people to participate in the show. And thank you for giving us your time and attention. Have an excellent time building out your vision and becoming